0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Better Rivals Podcast. My name is Oscar Aparicio and this week the 49ers head to their home away from home as they go on the road to face the Arizona Cardinals. Trey Lance may be getting his first start as Jimmy Garoppolo did not practice today, Thursday and joining me this week to detail the proper way to extract peak performance from his Cavs, it's David Newman.
1: I would start by not getting them stepped on. That's That yeah.
0: would probably be like, seems like the first point. Cavs are a problem. I mean you've got George Kittle, calf strain. K1 Williams, calf strain. You've got Jimmy Garoppolo, calf step-on, strain, contusion, thingamajig. Maybe, you know, all I know is that a lot, of, a lot of guys go in the weight room and they don't work on their calves and they just look like potatoes <laughs> on toothpicks. And maybe the Niners need to add a bit more of this calf regimen in to what they're working on is all I'm saying. Because this is, you know, three is a trend. Shots at the, the strength staff here unexpected shots um
1: (laughs) saying that uh we're only doing half a leg day basically leg day is not full leg day
0: it's it's the upper leg day i mean look
1: man it's weird and and i get it sometimes freak shit just happens like you know uh my it band just decides that it doesn't want to function correctly anymore and can't run can't run gotta 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 take a few days off you know like it's done but just what join us do?
0: for our next project. Dad's figuring it out. Uh, <laughs> those podcasts drop next week. <laughs> but let's let's get to the Cardinals-Liners preview. And first, let's take a moment to look back at, now that we've had a chance to look at the All-22, what did Shanahan's play calling tell us about Trey Lance in the passing game? And, you know, you've heard all, I think I've heard all manner of things from he looked good to he looked shaky to, you know, it was like, it was just everyone kind of, you know, everyone, I think admittedly said it it looked shaky, but some people were like, but he had uh, his quarterback rating was better than Jimmy's and he had two touchdowns and and all manner of stuff. Right. Um, You know, and, and rather than, than looking at his performance necessarily, I think it's, it's probably good to just take a look at how Shanahan views Trey Lance and what Shanahan tried to do through the play calling, because, The first thing you have to note is that the the, the plays were not really designed with Trey Lance in mind. And so he's working from a limited set. And from that limited set, what Shanahan decides to pull out of the bag in the passing game were design shot plays and things that really tried to make things simple to get his quarterback in rhythm. Right. I mean, I think that the, the key part there, right, is, is that this
1: wasn't at all designed for him, right? And so it's like of the game plan that you have installed, what do you feel like he can execute from that? And it was very much the the simpler elements of it, right, which which I don't think is unexpected. But, it, you know, obviously, it is we're going to get to with the Cardinals game here, like what they decide to do and the approach that they take there, I think is going to tell us a lot more about where Shanahan thinks Trey Lance is right now if he does in fact you know end up being the starter in this game like it's looking like right now but yeah I think for for this game they really kind of tried to pare it back and go pretty bare bones right and I think they didn't really care a lot that they were down like I think it was it was kind of like there wasn't a lot of urgency there right it wasn't a lot of like we're just going to kind of get this guy in there and let it fly and see what happens and and try to make a comeback attempt it was very much like it, it seemed like we're forced to put in a rookie quarterback that we don't really trust. And we're going to, and it's like the beginning of the game type stuff, right? We're going to keep this very conservative and simple. And I think, yeah, that's, that's what you, uh, got from a pass concept. step. Like you mentioned, it was, it was quick game stuff, um, which they don't honestly do uh, even with Jimmy and, and the low average depth of target, they, they don't really do a ton of like true quick game stuff. Like the three step drop timing type plays, um, and, and so that's, hasn't been a huge part of their game. They went to that a little bit more and, and then they definitely went back to more simple concepts when they did look to get into the five step and, and plus stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was just like, we want to keep it simple for him. And
0: unfortunately it didn't always even help that much. Yeah. You saw some movement stuff. You saw a little bit of the, the boot action on, on the very, very first play where he just puts the ball in the dirt next to George Kittle's feet. Uh, quick game, you're talking about things like double slants. Even the mirrored concepts, it's like, all right, pick your side and and then throw to that side. It's going to be the same concept on either side. It's just which one do you like? And in some cases, when Lance would really kind of get it wrong and go to one side, they'd run the same exact play again. And now Shanahan, it may be in his ears saying, okay, but now we're, we're likely going to get the same look. Go ahead and go to the other side and and Lance was able to do that and execute a couple of times. You know, you saw Lance play like a rookie. You know, he had trouble with some pre-snap items, he had trouble with his delivery. And really, I mean, Shanahan may have been right about Lance's development path. We we've been very vocal I think on this pod saying Lance should start. I and Lance should start because he needs the experience to get better in years 2, 3 and 4. I still believe that. But there was a really interesting conversation with John Beck, who worked a little bit with Trey Lance in the preseason. And John Beck is a quarterback who's played for Shanahan, and uh, he was on the the Robert Mays podcast for The Athletic. And he was asked about what it's like to play quarterback for Shanahan. And he talked a lot about the demands of Kyle Shanahan, and he used the word demands often. He said it was a lot of tying your feet and and timing to everything in the concept, which is not a Shanahan thing. That's a Bill Walsh thing. It's a West Coast offense thing but you can understand exactly the kind of footwork that you need to get that you can do on air. And then you have to build that into what you need for the play. And then you're running that play against maybe looks that you haven't seen before. And there's a lot happening. And if the last time you played football was, uh, you know, or really meaningful football was two years ago in the FCS, you know, that transition is probably going to be a little bit rocky. Um, But that's exactly, I think why Lance needs snaps and he may get those here against the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, uh in just a few days
1: yeah i i mean i i think that like kind of to some of those points right that that beck's making there like i don't know that this was the environment for him to come in and thrive like in in relief in you know a game plan that wasn't really devised with him in mind and i said because like i i don't think yeah right now he's not really a better passer consistently like and that's i think kind of saying something because we've talked a lot on this pod about how bad Jimmy Garoppolo has been at times and, and the kind of inconsistency, inconsistency that you have with him there. So, uh, yeah, I, I think like what you're getting by going with Lance and the reason that we want to, to, I think, go that direction is because, yeah, he needs the experience and, and you're also just kind of hoping that. some of the negatives that you're already getting to a certain degree with Jimmy, right? Some of the inaccuracy stuff, um, some of the turnover worthy play type thing that you, uh, you think is going to be there with Lance, right? A rookie quarterback that's kind of struggling to throw the ball consistently. Like it's just, he's going to have some trouble with that. Um, and, And so you're hoping that those negatives that are kind of already there can really be somewhat offset by the strengths that he brings that Jimmy doesn't right? things in the run game things, uh, creating out of structure, which we saw a little bit from him in this game, things throwing down the field, which we saw, you know, a little bit more in the preseason, but yeah, it's really for kind of that, that upside and just leaning a little bit more high variance. But I know, uh, you know, we know that Shanahan's not really a high variance type of guy and is going to really tend to be more conservative. And so if you're, if your aim is really just to be, the best possible team we can be right this second. Like Trey Lance, you're not going to Trey Lance for that reason, right? You're going to him for the long term.
0: Let's talk about the upcoming game though. It's against the Cardinals, the surprisingly first place Cardinals. And this was not something that we expected, something I expected. I think we were expecting the two teams that are playing right now as a recording, the Rams and maybe Seattle. Being one of the the teams advised for the second one and eight, even it was most of the Rams. I thought uh, the Seattle I didn't think would really be up there uh, for first in the division, but I think unquestionably we thought that Arizona would be fourth, and they may be a very good fourth, but they were fourth. Now the turns have tabled, and the question I think that you've got or that I have is is whether or not the Cardinals are for real, because while they just beat up the Rams in a game that didn't really feel all that close, especially in the second half, um, they they are. A team that was six and three after Week Ten last year and ended up finishing eight and eight, they were a kick away from beating the Vikings. They beat the Jaguars, um, which hell, even the head coach of the Jaguars is beating the Jaguars. Um, and and basically, it's like at this point, what's different from the Cardinals this year that might have them undefeated and have them being one of the early darlings of the NFL? I mean, I think their
1: offense has just been incredible i they they are uh, i think a, an excellent test case and we'll see how this this you know goes over the course of the the entire season here but they really are leaning into just we're going to focus on being good against the pass and throwing the ball like on both sides right the pass game is is king for how this team kind of treats uh each side of the ball and i think that's been true uh, I mean, they've had some success running, running the ball offensively because of, I think, largely like the things that Kyler brings to the table um, and, and everything that they can do there helps out with their efficiency uh, a, a bit. But yeah, I mean, you look at especially defensively, it's it's I mean, their pass defense is very good. Their run defense is very bad. Uh, and, and so like that's kind of where their focus is right now. And I think it's it's kind of paid off, especially when you look at what. Uh, Kyler Murray has been able to do so far this season. And and obviously it's early and, and we'll see if this level of play sticks around. But I think he's really taken a, a pretty big step forward. He's not turning the ball over as much or putting it in harm's way as much. Um, but yeah, I, I think like, yeah, you, you can mention, you know, stuff about the schedule and, and all of that, but this is still a team that has the best point differential in the NFC, the second best point differential in the NFL right now behind only the Bills. Um, and, and so these aren't all like fluky wins, right? Like that's, that's the, they don't have the profile of a team that like should be really be two and two or one and three and are getting lucky right now, uh, because of some coin flip games, like sure. Three and one, you know, you're really kind of splitting hairs. That's still a good team. Like this is still so far through four games has been a very good team.
0: The Cardinals have been held under 34 points just once this season. And that was by the Jacksonville Jaguars who held them to a mean 31. They've scored over 30 (laughs) points in every game this year. And and it really is, I think, because of Kyler Murray. Because I think if, if you look at what their offense is doing week in and week out, it doesn't look terribly different from what it did the last couple of years. They're still running a lot of the air raid concepts that Cliff Kingsbury loves to run. It's just that now they've got, I think, better receivers. You've replaced Larry Fitzgerald with a speedster in Rondale Moore and you've got A.J. Green and now you've got Kyler Murray who is just playing out of his damn mind. His completion percentage over expected is 11.2%, meaning he's completing uh, 11.2% better than you would expect for the balls that he's throwing and he's got 13 big time throws. I know you may not know what those look like as a 49ers fan, but they're really (laughs) difficult throws to make They're impressive down the field, kind of beating the coverage with a throw-type play. And 12 of those 13 big-time throws have been without the use of play action, meaning it's not some kind of, like, schemed-up play action shot like we would see with Shanahan. This is just Kyler Murray being Kyler Murray. And and it's just every week, almost every quarter, he's doing just, like, wow kind of throws. I mean, the touchdown throw to Max Williams against the Rams— you sent me a clip earlier today where he's throwing an over route and he just kind of feathers the ball in over the defender over the shoulder. And it's beautiful. He's, and he's playing like fading out of a way a little bit. Yeah, like it's just it's stupid shit right now. Um, yeah, it's stupid. And and that's and I think that's the difference. It's Kyler Murray. Yeah. And and if he can sustain this, then he is likely on pace to be the MVP and and may like just enter that stratosphere of year 3 quarterbacks which Josh Allen entered last year. Who knows if he's still there this year? Um, but the, you're seeing that third year kind of leap, um, you know, and I know this isn't a, a Trey Lance thing, but it's three years of actual playing football and he's seeing that leap. Let's just start Trey Lance's year right now. is all I'm saying. <laughs> but that's that's another point. But yeah, I mean, it really yeah. is. It's it's yeah. Kyler Murray. He's playing out of his damn mind. And that's why the, the Cardinals look so good.
1: Yeah. And I think like that kind of leads into the the part that in this game specifically, I'm kind of going to be watching most really is is whether the 49ers can at all slow down this passing attack in terms of their ability to generate explosive plays, right? So we're talking about uh, pass plays that gain 15 yards or more, right? Those are your explosive plays. And the, the Cardinals have been better than anybody in the NFL at generating those so far. So they have 31 already through four games. Basically, one out of every five passing plays they have is an explosive play, uh, oh, which is man. the highest rate in in the NFL right now. So, uh, yeah, it, it's been ridiculous. And and I went through and, and kind of watched those, uh, you know, before we recorded here. And the scary thing is, like, it's not one thing that is really doing it and and i think a lot of it is is really comes down to the talent that they have offensively whether that's kyler making some just ridiculous throws even when the coverage is tight and and the defense doesn't really do anything wrong um but it's, you know, there, there's a few plays mixed in there where it's the shorter stuff, right? They do have a few screens to say Rondale Moore or somebody like that. And they're able to uh, take a shorter throw and, and get yards after the catch, similar to what we see with the 49ers and the way that they have to generate their explosive plays in, in the passing game. And so you get a little bit of that. You get the big time throws down the field. Um, you get, you know, every once in a while, which I was actually surprised that there weren't more... Um, more schemed up plays right so there there weren't a lot where it's just somebody running wide open downfield and and the reason that they were able to get that big play was because of either like some sort of breakdown defensively because they couldn't match up with the route concept or or whatever it may be right like this is something where it really looks like the scheme is the primary reason for that player getting open and this play being successful like it was a lot of of Kyler making pinpoint throws down the field uh, even on some of his throws that weren't necessarily great that were further down the field. Well then you've got guys like Hopkins and Green that are making these uh, these great catches right in, in contested situations. and then you've got the out of structure stuff. so when it's not working in structure, uh, obviously Kyler can create and, and there were uh, several plays where he's able to to kind of break from the pocket and and just kind of continue to buy time and suddenly somebody's wide open downfield uh, and, and he's able to find them and you get a big play out of it. So it was they were really finding a lot of different ways to kind of create these and there weren't a ton of gimmies necessarily.
0: But the Niners have been pretty good at limiting explosive plays so far this season on defense. They've got the fifth lowest explosive pass plays allowed uh, in terms of the rate overall, just ten percent, almost eleven percent, uh, and that's that's pretty good. And, and you wonder whether or not someone like Buster Screen was brought in just because of his speed. I mean, Rondell Moore is a mismatch nightmare; he's just faster than everyone else on the field. And Buster Screen, in terms of coverage, is not great. I mean, there's a reason he's available now; he's a replacement level player. But the one thing that he does have is speed. I think he ran like a you know four four or high four three. 40. And so maybe if you're thinking we do know that uh Ryan's likes to play a bit more man coverage especially on early downs, sometimes on third down and and maybe it's just, you know what? Buster screen, follow that guy, you're fast and so is he. Uh and, and you wonder if maybe it was just the speed thing where you you need someone to match up cuz, you know, that's sometimes <laughs> that's what you need. I don't think Galen Williams uh with his one calf with his, you know, upside down potato is going to be able to to hang with someone like Ronda Moore and you just, they need corners at this point because they, yeah, the, the the Cardinals are going to, they run a lot of four wide one back four wide. I mean, it's an air raid thing. They've been doing it for the last couple of years and, and it really is just, you know, a lot of wide receivers. You're going to need bodies and hopefully they're fast or big.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think, uh, God, I hope Buster screen is not, is not relied on heavily um, in terms of, <laughs> really much of anything but especially
0: limiting some of these uh these weapons that they've got uh down the if field. we but hear buster screen on the broadcast we've got a drink like that's got to be a special on the drinking game this week
1: <laughs> sure i mean i hope i hope we don't hear it a lot like that's it's it's kind of concerning uh i'm not sure I, exactly how i feel about it but look yeah I, I think what the 49ers have done to to make themselves successful against these big plays is they play some some pretty soft shells, right? I think is ultimately, like, this is a game where I, I would expect them to uh, move a bit more away from the man coverage stuff. Like, I, I just don't think it's a good idea for a number of
0: reasons. One, from the well, they individual- they played a lot of quarters last year, right? That's like, yeah. the, it was really the switch from cover three to quarters, is, especially early in the year, is, is what solid did. And so, I mean, we would expect, hopefully, that you'd play more quarters, especially with those wide receivers now. Yeah, I
1: think I think that makes sense. And because when you look at the man coverage stuff, right, like it's you're you're obviously worried with the secondary depth being what it is right now, that that they're going to really be able to hold up in in the individual matchups on the outside. And then you run into the issues that Kyler creates, um, even if you do get some pressure, right? Like the, getting pressure on Kyler isn't necessarily the end of the play, right? That doesn't necessarily do anything to to help you out a lot because he's so good at escaping and, you know, just he's so elusive and he can get out of it and create plays. And then suddenly if everybody else is in man coverage and has their backs turned, you know, to the ball, when, when he kind of breaks contain there, like those are big scramble plays waiting to happen. And, and I think we've you know seen that in previous matchups against him. So yeah, I, I think, Going heavy man coverage, especially on some of the more critical downs, uh, like they've been doing would, would really be a mistake. Yeah. I think you need to keep eyes on him. You need to be in more zone coverage. And I I think you have to, uh, right now, this is a Cardinals offense that is used to getting these plays right at a very high clip at a higher clip than anybody you have to keep the lid on it like you just have to force them to dink and dunk which i don't think they want to do and and then from there you just got to hope that they they get bored and kind of force it right and start making some mistakes that are a little bit more uncharacteristic but i think you really have to play with that deeper shell like give up a little bit of cushion underneath and and just kind of live with some of those shorter gains and and count on the fact that they're probably not going to be patient enough to stick with that for the entire game
0: yeah, the scary thing is is that that's the proposition that the Rams presented to them with you know effectively running the the too high Staley defense. and And you look at Kyler's depth of target and it went down against the Rams. It was like I think maybe fourth or fifth lowest in terms of I think it was just below seven yards in terms of his a dot. And before that it was it was quite a bit higher. So Kyle, and this is why I'm just saying Kyler's playing out of his mind because he's even just playing towards what the defense is giving him. It also helps when they get like one drive where all they did was run the ball to basically ice the game in the fourth quarter. But he 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 is not he's playing within that offense in a way that he's just maximizing what that offense gives him. Cause it's not an offense like Shanahan's that's gonna have a bunch of guys running wide the heck open. He's just putting that offense on his back. Um whether it is with short plays or intermediate plays or long plays. Um it's just bonkers. And and the Niners are gonna have to keep up on the other side of the ball. This is not going to be, I don't think a game where they can squeak by with 17, 20, 23 points. Um, They're going to have to score into the high twenties or maybe even the thirties to keep pace. And, and that's going to come down to whether or not the Niners can convert on third downs because the Niners offense has struggled to convert on third down so far this season, their conversion rate, which is 37.5% on third down is 21st in the NFL. And collectively the 49ers have the worst PFF pass grade in the NFL on third down, it's like below Jordan Debbie level at this point. 31.4 is not great. That's like go play tuba level. <laughs> not, not awesome. And, and that's, you can't, you can't sustain drives that way. I mean, you can if you get those on first or second down. Um, but you're going you're gonna to face a third down. And if you face a third down and you can't convert and you're punting the ball and you're punting it back to Kyler Murray, that's not a recipe for success.
1: Yeah. I I think like it's been, it's been a very problematic down. And I think there's, there's a few reasons why, right? I think uh, one, they've been also not very good on early downs, right? And so they're ending up in a lot of third and long situations, which uh, this team just really isn't set up to, to convert at a high rate right now. And then I think the, the thing that you're getting from the quarterback play is, you know, kind of these compounding mistakes. I mean, they they've thrown a combined. So between Garoppolo and Lance, they've combined for eight turnover worthy plays. Half of those have come on third down. Um, and and so it's uh, the highest turnover worthy play rate in the NFL on, on these downs. Um, and you know, of course they're relying when they do have success, like most anything right now, they're relying on their playmakers, right? The quarterbacks just aren't giving you a lot on these downs right now. Um, and and it's been difficult. And I I think like somehow they've still managed to find some success there, which, uh, is, is really funny to see, um, the, the pass grade be so bad and and be what it is. And and the quarterback play being as bad as it's been, and then still see that they're sixth in EPA per play on third down passes. Like it's wild. And, and I think, you know, in going back and, and looking at a lot of those third down plays, the thing they've been fortunate to do that is really, I think, kind of boosted that EPA number a bit, not, since we're still early in the season and still small sample size territory and all those things, is they've hit some big plays and they've also kind of gotten bailed out a little bit. So you have like, for instance, the 79 yard. Touchdown to Debo in Week One against Detroit. Um, you've got a, a couple of plays against Green Bay, even like the the pass interference that Ayuk was able to draw. You know, on on what was a missed throw. Otherwise, when Jimmy's trying to throw it down the middle of the field to him, where you get 35 yards to ultimately help you convert a third and 14. Uh, you've got a 39 yard throw to Kittle in that game that was also in a third and 10. And, and the one thing that all of these types of plays have in common is not only they're third and long. And they're backed up in their own territory pretty deep. So you're starting from a play that, that is very much tilted towards the defense from an EPA standpoint, right? It, it, like odds are that the defense is going to be the next team to score right in those situations because most offenses they're going to not convert on those third and longs they're going to punt the ball back and therefore that team is going to have uh you know the best chance to score next with with some pretty solid field position and so when you suddenly flip that with a big play and you get deep into you know opposing territory as a result of it like that's going to be a big epa swing so they have a few of those plays in there that i think are really um kind of pushing that number up but it it isn't i think indicative of the way they've actually been playing on those downs
0: yeah and a reminder that epa is is effectively yards per attempt with field position factored in so it is it's basically going to weight things based on who's going to score next and the closer you are to your end zone uh, or to the opposing team's end zone then the more valuable those those plays are going to be so flipping that field position is going to really inflate that epa number especially when you're getting those long plays and in one case a full on score. And, and if you're thinking about the Niners needing to succeed on third down, not a down they've been good at so far this year. Well, what is the Cardinals defense really good at? They're really good at stopping teams on third down. <laughs> <laughs> their, their conversion rate allowed is sixth in the NFL at 32.6%. And they've been especially good against the pass. They are first in EPA per play allowed on third down passes. They have the third best conversion rate allowed on uh at 30 point at 30.3 percent uh on passing downs and so it's it's one of those things where in in this battle of of weakness and strength with the niners needing to keep pace and score points i mean the the wild card is going to be what hopefully trey Lance can do out of structure if indeed he starts because within structure things haven't been super favorable for the 49ers and the cardinals defense knows how to take advantage
1: yeah, I think the interesting thing when looking at the Cardinals defense in these situations, right, is they they kind of uh, go against the grain a little bit in terms of how often they're blitzing. So usually third down is the down that that teams pull out their exotic blitzes. You know, they get a lot more creative. They tend to blitz more frequently. I mean, I feel like in nearly every preview we've had so far this season, we've talked about the opposing defense turning it up a little bit on third down, right? And, and bringing pressure more frequently. The Cardinals don't, they are an early down blitz team. So they actually have, uh, one of the highest blitz rates in the NFL, the third highest on those early first and second down plays, but then it drops down to, to kind of almost the bottom quarter of the league. They're 23rd on third downs. And so they tend to play a bit more coverage, even when, when they do blitz, it's usually nothing too crazy. It's, it's usually only five men, um that that are coming so just that one extra pass rusher that you have there uh and and they do go a lot of man coverage in this situation and it's largely been very successful i mean of of the 11 snaps that they've played cover one on these third down plays they've only given up one first down and that came in week one against the titans and it was like even that play was kind of like ah yeah whatever it's it's kind of a gimme because uh, it was like a, a third and short, there's a like third and three, I think. And, and it was just like a little miscommunication that delayed, uh, some switching of routes on, on a bunch concept. And it was just like, so they got a quick throw to the flat, got tackled for five yards still. So it wasn't like they were giving up a big play or anything. And that's the only time that uh an an offense has been able to capitalize and there was really only one other instance where it looks like they kind of got away with one which was actually this this past week against the rams uh cooper cup got behind uh byron murphy on a play from the slot and, and stafford just missed him um and that was a play that probably should have been a touchdown but that was the only one where they kind of got bailed out by a bad play from the offense right the rest of the time they're, they're in tight coverage. Um, you know, they're, they're not giving really these guys much room to, to be able to throw the ball. And they're still finding a way to get pressure, which was the crazy thing. I mean, Chandler Jones uh, has, has been very good so far this season. And, you know, they're still ending up getting pressure on, on over half of these plays. So I think it's a, a very difficult challenge um, that they are going to present this offense in, in what has been a very poor down for them so far.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing that, that, I mean, it looks like Trent Williams is going to play. He was a full participant in practice today, which is good because you're going to need that against Chandler Jones. And, and you hope at this point with the propensity for the Cardinals to play cover one on third down, that it comes down to Trey Lance's legs. This is, this is why, if you're going to hope for a little bit of positive, it's that he can work out of structure and he can do some things just like he did in the last game on fourth and 10 that is able to extend drives, give the Niners some life, and hopefully give them a few extra points or a few chances at points because they're going to need them against this Cardinals offense. And overall, probably what's looking so far like the best team in the NFC West. I'm watching the Rams and the the Seahawks right now just like eke it out to a 7-3 game going into the half. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's, yeah, the Cardinals, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if, if Kyler can sustain this. They are four and a half or five point favorites in, in the betting markets. I, I don't think the Niners are going to win this game. Whether or not Trey Lance starts, I, just, I don't think they're going to win this game. And, and I think if Trey Lance starts, you're really looking at what Trey Lance is going to do for a game plan that is designed for him. How Shanahan calls this game. Um, and, and for the Niners to have a chance to win, I think they may have to get a couple of turnovers or a turnover. One would be good. The start um and and the cardinals i think they have uh, nine turnovers this year so maybe don't turn it over that uh, would be a good start but things are going to have to break their way if they're going to win this game and and if they do hey it'll be chaos in the nfc west and that's that but i'm not too optimistic about this one yeah it's going to be tough
1: man um i i think you're you're absolutely right like they're going to need some bounces that go their way right some of the things that Went against them in the Seattle game, right? Some of the special teams plays um, that pop up there. Uh, I mean, there was a uh, they, they need like the, this is the thing that's been tough with the the Cardinals as well is like they're even getting the lucky bounces. Like there was one of the explosive. It was I was going through that explosive play reel there. One of those plays was like batted at the line of scrimmage by a defensive lineman went right, got deflected right to a linebacker who like popped it up off his hand and then somebody like their their tight end comes running in behind it and catches it and like just takes off running down the field. And, and so like they're even getting the lucky bounces that go their way. Like they need some of those things. The 49ers are going to need some of those bounces to go their direction, right? They're going to need uh, when, when the ball is on the ground, like, you know, to have a chance to get it. Right. And and so I think that's been the thing is like, Arizona has been fortunate in, in that they're getting a lot of the lucky bounces going their way, which isn't, you know, necessarily the most sustainable thing in the world, but that doesn't mean that it's going to come back to earth right now. Um, and, and so I think, yeah, when you look beyond that, Arizona is just a better team right now. I think they're, they're significantly better on the offensive side of the ball. They're not, you know, I, I think too dissimilar defensively. I think they've really been um, playing well. What the 49ers are going to really need, I think, offensively to have a chance is they're going to need to be better on those early downs. Right. So not only like, you know, you mentioned Lance and, and getting creative and doing things out of structure to, to give them maybe some extra opportunities on third down they need that run game to be going against like, that's kind of the struggle uh, or the, the the part of the defense that's been struggling so far this year for Arizona. And if Lance can come in there with a game plan that is designed for him from a running perspective and they can set up some easier third downs, like just start having some success on those early downs. So they're not always in third and nine and third and 10 and third and eight or whatever it is. Um, And I think that would go a long way towards hopefully helping them convert even a few more of, of the third down plays and sustaining some drives. So,
0: Well, that does it for this week's edition of the Better Rivals podcast. David, tell about the Patreon because those that are watching live right now uh, and watching me react to this Tyler Lockett touchdown that may get called back uh, are doing so because they are wonderful subscribers and they've bought us beers. Patreon.com slash Better Rivals. Come
1: join. Join the crew. Be one of the Patreon elite. Buy a beer uh, it's been great so far you get the discord you get access to the live streams you get access to our, our weekly video breakdowns um, you know that we're doing going over kind of the, the big topic from the previous game getting to add some video evidence to the stuff that we're talking
0: about on the pod so often um, so yeah come join be one of the elite do it you can find me on Twitter at better rivals or on the discord uh, as really just me because it's fun on the discord chatting it up uh thanks for tuning in this week hopefully the niners can pull it out either which way as always go niners